as I mentioned a little bit ago, uh, this is the start of a sermon series entitled The Walk, Five Essential Practices of the Christian Life. This is the beginning of our time together, or just about the beginning. This past Wednesday actually was the beginning of our time together in the season of Lent. Some of you were here for a great celebration on Wednesday evening as we united our uh, voices and our lives together with four other local United Methodist churches. And uh, what a celebration it was. It marks this 40-day season that is upon us now. Um, This is a a time in which we uh, think about uh, giving up and taking on practices that would lead us uh, to prayer and praise in particular. That is our focus for today. Uh, You will remember that that, uh, there are uh, scriptures particularly that lead us to consider Jesus' temptation in the wilderness And just that wilderness journey that is a part uh, of Lent is what we are focusing on. Um, We look here at the uh, at the chancel area, and it's a it's a very stark image that we uh, seek to embrace during these days. You will notice that there are no pyramids on the pulpit or the lectern, um, or uh, those and those pyramids have been taken off of the altar. Uh, There are no shiny um, things that are before us, no uh, crosses displayed. Now, the the beautiful color of the cross is here always before us as a reminder of of, uh, Jesus' passion and his giving of his life for us. Uh, But all other uh, things that are associated with with celebration we've removed for this 40-day journey in order that these might return to us and awaken us in a new way on Easter Sunday. And so you can be looking and longing for that. But this is a season in which uh, we are giving ourselves more completely to the idea of of stepping into solemnity, uh, having a chance to be contemplative about our faith. Now, I will remind you, that this is a family first Sunday. And so, and <laughs> Benjamin is saying, yeah, on that. Um, we, we are together here and we have some children in our midst and some youth um, who are involved in other worship experiences on this day. And uh, we welcome them especially. And we also welcome the childlikeness within us because that will be required to make it through this sermon, okay? Uh, The Psalms, the Psalms are filled to overflowing with praise and with prayer. In fact, you picked up on that just a little bit ago from the reading of Psalm 95. In the first verse that was read, it says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise, noise to the rock of our salvation. But not only in 95 is this the case. In the first verse of chapter 96, it says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. And in the first verse of Psalm 97, The Lord is king. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many coastlands be glad. And so throughout the scripture, there is this calling on us to be a people that are invested in celebrating. I was shopping this week and had the good fortune of standing in a line and waiting at a cashier's 
place. It was, uh, it was a long wait, and I must say that I was becoming a little bit impatient in my mind. I didn't say anything to anybody, but I was. But in front of me, there was a grandmother with, I think, a 10-year-old granddaughter, and they were together waiting as well. And while we were there, you know how this music just sort of is in the background and most stores these days, some song came on that both of them knew and must have loved very much because immediately when that song came on, the grandmother started moving just a little bit. And they, she was dancing and the granddaughter looked up at her and the granddaughter began to groove just a little bit in the hearing of that song. And before you knew it, I didn't dance. But... <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, I considered it for just a moment. I considered it because it was such a joyful thing to see them engaged and enjoying life with each other, just celebrating being near each other, the gift that God has given. You and I miss that opportunity too often. I wish that worship would be like this continually, that there would be a sense of our connection with each other, and God's connection with us as well. Do you remember that it was King David that uh, really set the standard for this as he came back in that long parade of persons that were leading the procession of the Ark of the Covenant back into the great city. And as this was happening, David was beside himself and he was dancing as he walked before this assembly not everybody liked that in fact there was one that was a part of his family that spoke very much against all that looked just inappropriate in how he was relating to God and yet David was not to be stopped his heart overflowed with this need to be an entire expression of praise before God. We are called, I tell you, to be living hallelujahs. You and I are called to let this be an expression of our lives so fully that others will pick up on the fact of what is going on with us and our relationship with God. Oh, and by the way, have you ever heard this one? Hallelujah, 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 praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 praise ye the Lord. Okay, you got that part, right? You know this song, you've got it. But we cannot sit and do this. These are the hallelujah people. These are the praise ye the Lord people. When you are singing, you are to be standing. When you are not singing, you are to be seated. Okay, this is not too complicated. And so we're going to start this again. So why aren't y'all standing? Y'all are the hallelujah people. Okay, okay. Here we go. Everybody on this side, go ahead. This is the child in you that is participating here now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Good. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Stay up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Let's give the Lord some applause here. What a beautiful thing it is to celebrate. And y'all got a little exercise in in the process. You remember that John Wesley records in his journal, it was in May, it was May the 24th of 1738 that he wrote in his journal that he went to church reluctantly. In fact, the way that he put it, in the evening, I went very unwillingly to a society in Aldersgate Street. This was in London, England. And he did not go to church because he wanted to. He went there because it was his duty. Now, I'm not going to ask if you came here today because it was your duty or not, but you have been before, I bet, to church because it was your duty to be there. But listen to what happened. In that setting, he wrote later in reflection, he said, I felt my heart strangely warmed. I think being in the community of faith and being accepting that God's presence was close by. He said, I felt my heart strangely warmed. I felt I did trust in Christ. What a beautiful, beautiful thought that is. I felt I did trust in Christ. And hey, have you heard another one? Into my heart, into my heart, come into my heart, Lord Jesus, come in today, come in to stay. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Y'all knew that one. What a beautiful thought it is to open our heart to Christ in order to allow him to become the living presence within us that he wishes to be. You know that he's not going to force himself on us. This is not the Spirit's way. He has told us that he would send his spirit. But the spirit will never take over where it is not invited. And you and I must be that living presence that invites God into the midst of our living. It is critical that we do this or else we will not have a sense of God being as close as he wishes to be. There was an attorney a few years back who came into my office with a rock in his hand. You know, I collect rocks, and I was excited to think that he might give this to me, which he did. He and his wife had made many journeys to Ireland. They have adopted that almost as their second home. He brought to me a rock, and he said, Bill, he said, The interesting thing about this rock is that it comes from Kilkey Bay in Ireland. And he said there are millions of these rocks that lie just under the surface of the water there uh, in that bay. And the waves that wash in upon that shore are constantly making all of these rocks that are about the same size move just ever so slightly and rub against each other. Of course, it rubs them across the millennia, I guess, rubs them just as smooth as this one is. He said, but the most fascinating thing about it is that if you stand on the edge of 
that bay, you can hear this chord, this beautiful sound of music rising. He said it is not some kind of stream of music. It is just this beautiful chord that ascends from the top of the water and rises up. And he said it goes on all of the time. I hope someday I might be able to hear that. What a beautiful thought it is that just being together with others that are like-minded to think that God is an important part of who we are, that there might be a song that would rise up from our midst. What a beautiful thing it is to remember that in Hebrews chapter 10, the apostle Paul said, do not forsake gathering together as some do. Why? Because it is the case that the sound will begin to cease as we do not gather in place to affect its being lifted up to God. I love the story of Jesus on his entry to Jerusalem where the Pharisees took issue with the fact that people were so celebrating his presence with the palm branches and laying down their coats in order that he might enter on a carpet. You remember the Pharisees said to him, check your disciples which meant make them be quiet and his response to that was listen even if I were to demand that they be silent the rocks themselves would cry out you and I must remember that it is a part of fellowship with God to be this living hallelujah that rises up from the earth our praise uniting with the beauty of who he is in Psalm 95, it says, Oh, come, let us. It's not just me. Some people have it all wrong. It is the community that is so beautiful in the midst of our praise. So, hey, have you heard this one before? I am singing for the Lord is my light. I am singing for the Lord is my light. I am singing for the Lord is my light. I am singing for the Lord is my light. I am singing, singing, woo! I am singing for the Lord is my light. I am singing, singing. I am singing for the Lord is my light. Woo is right. That one comes from Africa, around the world, back to us again. Can you imagine families gathering there and worshiping with those words upon their tongue? What a beautiful thing it is to be united in praise. In Psalm 95, it says that the Lord is a great God, a great king above all gods. There is nothing that you conceive that he is not above. There is nothing that you can conceive that he is not below. When you look out at the ocean, keep in mind that he created the ocean. And if you stand on the firmament on the dry ground, stomp it a little bit and realize that you didn't create that. God is the one who created this universe in which we live. God is the one who has created us ourselves. And hey, have you ever heard this one? 
Glory to God, glory to God. Praise Him, hallelujah. Y'all don't know this one? You're going to leave me out here to dry. Glory to God, glory to God. Praise the name of the Lord. Try it with me. Glory to God, glory to God. Praise Him, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God. Praise the name of the Lord. Y'all learn pretty quick. That's good. What a beautiful thought it is to praise God. It's everything. It's about why we have gathered here today. And speaking of our gathering here today, the psalmist says, let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Let us be present fully to him, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. I want to give you some instruction for this afternoon. Not right now. Do not Google this right now. But this afternoon, this afternoon, I want you to go on YouTube and Google the words, do sheep only hear their master's voice? It is a fascinating little vignette of these students who in Norway go on a field trip to a farm where there are sheep at a distance from them. They stand at the fence and they call each one taking a turn. They call, almost like you would call pigs, you know, suey. But they would call, they would call these sheep, and the sheep just go right on grazing. They, they are eating their grass. But finally, the shepherd steps to the edge of the fence. And you wouldn't believe, he doesn't but just whisper a word toward those sheep, and they stop immediately the eating of the grass, they lift their heads and they look toward him and then they begin walking, even running in his direction. You remember Jesus said the shepherd's voice will be known by his sheep. We will know Jesus and Jesus certainly knows us. What a beautiful thought. How will Jesus perceive us if we are not worshiping him? Not that he needs that. But how could we be able to do anything less than offer the great God, the creator of the universe, every ounce of who we are? And hey, have you heard this one? And this is the last one, so get in on this one quick, okay? If you believe and I believe and we together pray, the Holy Spirit must come down and set God's people free and set God's people free and set God's people free. The Holy Spirit must come down and set God's people free. Now, if a bunch of preschoolers can learn this. I know that we can learn this, okay? This is pretty simple stuff, so let's try this. If you believe, wait a minute, we need to stand up and do this. This is going to work better, okay? Let's try it. Let's stand up together. Let's stand up once again. Here, let's try it out. If you believe and I believe and we together pray, 
the Holy Spirit must come down and set God's people free and set God's people free and set God's people free the Holy Spirit must come down and set God's people free isn't that a beautiful thought you may be seated as we seek to be a living hallelujah may God give our voices and our spirits an ease of being childlike for we also remember we also remember that Jesus said that this is the only way that we will approach heaven to be childlike and only is it the way that heaven will approach us as well 